Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Welcome back to Vicky's Adventures in Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we're doing Season 1, Episode 17, The Squire of Gothos. So, Vicky, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us at Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Yes. And Anchor. Very correct. What else can they do? You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook. Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek. Again, correct on that as well. And if you go to www.vickystartrek.com, you can get a merch shirt. Unfortunately, I'm not wearing mine today. Why? Because I didn't have any clean ones. Why? <laughs> so, Vicky. Season 1, Episode 17, The Squire of Gothos. Would you like to tell everybody what you think before I release my theory and that has been confirmed? Um, so what I thought was going to happen was that the Enterprise would meet a new species that would torment them to death. Well, technically, they're not. you're not wrong. You know. Right. So, in this episode, before we get started, the person that is playing the Squire of Gothos, or Trelane, 
I have always had the theory that he is a Q. And according to this, it says the novel Q Squared was based upon the premise that Trelane and the Q are linked or related. So that means that Trelane is Q. Sorry, our cat is being whiny today. So, Vicky, are you ready to get into this episode? Oh, yes. wait, I forgot to say the intro. It says, The Enterprise is captured by Trelane, a childish ruler of Gothos. Different yeoman. Yes. Forward reading is Mrs. Fox. Radiometric reading, no significant change. Zero space density. And walk back a bit. Only beta six months of supplies will take across this void in a hurry. Boy, start up. Word. So, beta six. Uh, beta six was an inhabited sixth planet of the star system. This planet was located 900 light years from Earth. On the far side of a star desert, which I should have opened that and I didn't, but I am now, a Federation colony was located on the planet. So a star desert, which I believe we will see something similar to this in uh, TNG, kind of, says here a star desert was a term that described an area of space with zero uh, density and no change in gravimetric readings, such a void extends approximately 900 light years from Earth, contain, uh, court, uh, containing quadrant 904. So, yeah. The conjures up pictures of doom, oases, mirages, sunlight, palm trees. We're 900 light years from that kind of desert. The precise meaning of the word desert is a waterless, barren wasteland. He's not wrong. Doesn't surprise me, Mr. Spock. I can't imagine a mirage ever disturbing those mathematically perfect brain waves of yours. Thank you, Doctor McCoy. Moving on schedule. So McCoy and and Spock, you hear McCoy call him different things, right? And say things like, "We don't, we wouldn't want that to mess up your perfectly good brain waves." Right. He's poking fun at Spock. Right. And it wasn't a bad thing even then because he's not human and he doesn't care. Right. The quadrant 904, beta 6, 8 days distant. Something unusual, Captain. I'm now getting a sizable space displacement reading. Can you verify that, Navigate? Yes, sir. Forward sweeps are negative. Wait, verified, sir. It must be in some sort of light warp or we would have picked it up earlier. A rogue planet. Iron silica body. Planet size, magnitude 1E. You're passing close. Inconceivable this body has gone unnoted on all our records. And yet, here it is. No time to investigate. Science station gathered data for computer batteries. Bora, notify the discovery on subspace radio. Strong interference on subspace captain. 
planet must be a natural radio source. Down of its range. We're 40 degrees to starboard or to What do you mean? Something's happening to Sulu. He's gone. Kirk's gone. They're spot, they're gone. What's happening to that? So right now I went too far. My bad. So what happened to them is they just popped out of his ex- existence. So Spock stated for his reverse power because you don't know what really happened. Right. So it's uh, the first thing you should do is reverse all power this way if whatever happened could be undone. Right. come over the screen. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and felicitations. sorry. Send this, Lieutenant. USS Enterprise to signaler on planet's surface. Identify self. Hip. 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 And I believe it's pronounced Hello. Hello. Some kind of a joke, sir. I've entertained any theories, Mr. Nassau, any at all. One thing is certain, obviously, there's life on that planet. Quite correct, Doctor. Spare transporter room. Request assignment to the search party, sir. No, Mr. Scott, neither you nor I can be spared here. Mr. Nassau, equip the landing party with full communications, armament, and life support gear. Mr. Yeager, your geophysical knowledge may be crucial down there. Dr. McCoy will accompany. If those peculiar signals are coming from Captain Kirk or Lieutenant Sulu, their rationality is in question. Dismissed. Captain Kirk, Very good. Transmit coordinates to Mr. Scott. Once on the planet's surface, you'll establish contact with us immediately. 
Use the laser beacon if necessary. So the Ready, Scott? thing Ready? that the people beaming down are wearing is kind of a different version of one we will see in another episode. Gotcha. Mr. Spock, You try theirs. <laughs> no response. Keep trying with yours. Laser beacon. <laughs> Something's blocking the beacon. Gotta find open ground. says here they said it says here a large fortified manor or small castle is what it is right so yeah is that a castle so it is a castle it, it, it is it's a small one or a large fortified or a large fortified manor at least that's what memory alpha is telling us of armor and other relics. Including an instrument and a big mirror. And that instrument is a harpsichord. And it, from what I understand, a harp itself is very hard to play. I wonder how hard it was to play the harpsichord. Right. Hey, doesn't that look familiar? Doesn't that look familiar? Uh, um, no. Salt vampire. Oh. There's no reading. 
waxworks figures. I must say, they make a perfectly exquisite display pair. Mm -hmm. But I suppose you want them back now. Where are we? Welcome to an island of peace on my stormy little planet of Buckles. What happened, Domino? You disappeared from the bridge after so long. We've been looking for you for four hours. You must for four hours. My whimsical way of fetching you here. But when I saw you passing by, I simply could not resist. I'm Captain James Kirk of the United Starship Enterprise. Ah, so you're the captain of these brave lads. My greetings and felicitations, Captain. So good of you and your officers to uh, drop in. Absolutely special. Who are you? Where do you come from? General Trelay. Retired. Retired. My home is your home. So it says here, Trelane, <clears throat> I'm sorry, was a pluckish child alien introduced to s several USS Enterprise crewmen in 2267, that year the Enterprise was on a route to the Beta-6 colony to deliver supplies when it encountered Gothos, a previously unknown planet, which was the homeworld of the powerful alien Trelane. And Trelane is played by William Campbell, gotcha. which we will see William Campbell later in this series. Lost contact with the ship, Captain. We're trapped here. I can't tell you how delighted I am. You have visitors from the very planet that I've made my hobby. Yes, but according to my observations, I didn't think you capable of such voyages. Mr. Superior, Captain. 900 light years from Earth. That might be seen from a viewing scope that you were powerful enough. Ah, yes. I've been looking in on the doings on your lively little Earth. And you've been looking in on the doings 900 years past. Oh, really? I made an error in time. How fallible of me. Oh, I did so want to make you feel at home. I, I'm quite proud of the tale. General Trelane. Retires. Just Squire Trelane. And you will call him Squire. Yeah, I rather fancy that. For what? So my question is, is... If he's General Tulane retired, why is he all of a sudden Squire Tulane? Right. Because if he wanted to be called Squire Tulane, why didn't he just say that in the beginning? Purpose. Right. Are you imprisoned us here? In prison? Nonsense. You're my guest. You see, I just finished my studies of your curious and fascinating side. You came by at the most propitious moment. I want to know all about your campaigns, your battles, your missions of conflict. Our mission of peace will not accomplish. When we do battle, it is only because we have no choice. <laughs> but that's the official story, yeah? I must ask you to let us go back to our ship. Oh, I wouldn't hear of it. You shall join me in a repulse. I want to learn all about your feelings on war and killing and conquest, that sort of thing. 
Do you know that you're one of the few predator species that preys even on itself? <laughs> Watch it. Put it on stun. Not to kill the sound. The sound, did you say? Away, Francais? Ancestry is French, yes. Ah, monsieur, vive la gloire, vive Napoleon. You know, I admire your Napoleon very much. <laughs> this is Mr. DeSalle, our navigator. Dr. McCoy, our medical officer, Mr. Sulu, our helmsman, and Carl Eger, meteorologist. Welcome, good physician, sir. Honorable, sir. This is On officer, yeah, yeah. On vice, so I was silent. Not a military man. Oh, come now. We're all military men under the skin. And how we do love our uniforms. Interesting weapon you've got there. Do let me see it. Let me see. How does this work? Ah, yes. This won't kill. And this will. Cool. And he just destroyed the salt oh, vampire uh, statue and another one. This could kill me. Are we your next targets? Oh, how absolutely typical of your species. You don't understand something, so you come fearful. Now, do let me anticipate your next question. You want to know how I managed all of this? That's correct. We, meaning I and others have, state the matter briefly, perfected the system by which matter can be transferred to energy and back to matter again. Like the transporter system aboard the Enterprise. Oh, crude example of an infinite more sophisticated process. You see, we not only transport matter from place to place, but we can alter the chain at will. This drawing room, did you create it? By rearranging matter on this planet? Quite. How did you manage? Dear Captain, your inquiries are becoming tiresome. I want you to be happy. Free yourself of care. Let's enjoy ourselves in the spirit of martial. You're being quite rude. You can't go. Apparently, you need another demonstration of my advice. Yes, quite. Outside my kindly influence. Now you will behave yourself here, you won't you? But I shall be very, very angry. Captain's log, start age 2125.7. Science officer spot reporting for Captain Kirk. 
We've completed 14th orbit of this planet without establishing contact with our missing officers or the party sent to find them. Subspace communications remain blocked. However, by diverting the impulse power to our sensors, we have made them operable, and we have detected one small area on the surface which seems relatively stable. Ah, yes, there is the spot. Peaceful as Earth, but how do you explain it? My own mission staff simply exists. Artificial, perhaps, or a freak of nature. The fact remains that life can exist in that area. Ah, it could. But it couldn't move around much. Apply a fine-tuning on our sensors. Locate any life forms in that stable area. Even if we find any, it doesn't follow that it would be our people. Affirmative. But if the captain is down there, and alive, that's where he'll have to be. We'll attempt to transport up any living beings our sensors detect. Shooting in the dark, Mr. Spock? Or stand by and do nothing, Mr. Scott. Good point. And this, of course, lay of your battle flights and battles. Day back to the Crusades, to Hannibal's invaders, the Grecian war galleys and the hordes of Persia. Can't you imagine it, Captain? The thousands of men marching off to the depths Singing beneath these banners, doesn't it make your blood run swiftly? Yes. Where could he possibly come from? Who is this meaning? Better say, what is he? A monarch again. What I found was unbelievable. But life. And in the way we define life. No trace. Zero. You mean it shows he's dead? Doesn't even show that he exists at all. Alive or dead. Notice the wood fire, Captain, burning steadily, ember bed glowing, it doesn't give off any heat at all. Fire without heat. Mistaking all this for present day. No, no, no. Taking into account the time. Tremaine really is what kind of thing that He's a Q! Well, a Q is what? It's not human. So Qs are omnipotent beings that can do anything at a whim they can go anywhere they want to without consequence gotcha that's what cues are whatever we're dealing with it certainly isn't all knowledge it makes mistakes discussing deep laid plans I'll wait <laughs> I cannot wait do not think that I deplore your martial virtue or deception and strategy. Quite the contrary. I have nothing but admiration for your hosts. Your admiration is genuine. You must have respect for our sense of duty, too. Our ship has meat. We have tasks to perform. Oh, I can't let you go now. I was getting a bit bored until you came. You must stay. I insist. For how long? Until this is over, of course. Until what? Dear Captain, so many questions. Make the most of an uncertain future. Enjoy yourself today. Tomorrow may never come at all. Trelane, even if we wanted to stay, our companions are missing us. Yes. I must experience your sense of concern, your grief at the separation. There are 400 men and women aboard that ship. Women? <laughs> Did you actually have members of the fairer sex among your crew? Oh, how charming. <coughs> and they must be all very beautiful. And I shall be so very proud to. Here, let me hatch them down. 
Exactly. I mean, look at John Delancey's cue. He went from being an omnipotent being tormenting John Luke Picard to all of a sudden the Delta Quadrant tormenting Captain Janeway. Right. Over 70 years travel. Like that. So, cues can do anything they want. They've, they've even stated that they've changed lives and worlds. Don't you display your weapons? Well, then, don't threat, Captain. I'm only a bit upset with you. But this Mr. Spock you mentioned, the one responsible for that unseemly, impudent act of taking you from me, which is he? I'm Spock. <laughs> Officer. Isn't quite human, is he? My father is from the planet Vulcan. And are its natives predatory? Not generally. But there have been exceptions. <laughs> you will see to this punishment. On the contrary, I commend his action. But I don't like him. I always want to hear Kirk say, I honestly, when he says, well, I don't like him. I always want to hear Kirk say, and I don't like you. Exactly. We're not going anywhere. I have an absolutely enchanting sojourn and got this plan for all of you. And you shan't spoil it for me. Anyway, the decor of my drawing room is much more appropriate and tasteful. Don't you agree? No. But so much more fitting, honorable sir. You. Oh, what primitive fury. Why, he's the very soul of sublime savagery. Well, let him go. We haven't even got our faces. Yes, of course. I forget that I shouldn't frighten you too much. But I want you. You can't provoke me again. Come, everyone. Let's forget your bad manners. Let's be full of merry talk and sallies of wit. We have victuals to delight the town and brave company to delight the mind. Come, doctor. Do what? 
Now, you've been uh, quite derelict in your social duties, Captain. You haven't introduced me to the charming contingent of your crew. This is General Trelane. Retire. But if you prefer, you may address me as the lonely squire of Galveston. Lieutenant Agora, communication. Ah, a Nubian prize. Taken on one of your raids of conquest, no doubt, Captain. No She has the melting eyes of the Queen of Sheba, the same lovely color. Well, schmooze. And this. Is this the face that launched a thousand ships and burnt the topless towers of Ilium? Fair Helen, make me a mortal with a kiss. Helen Teresa Ross. I believe you have met our science officer, Mr. Spock. You do realize, don't you? That it's deference to the captain I brought you here. Affirmative. I don't know if I like your tone. It's most challenging. Is that what you're doing, challenging me? I object to you. I object <laughs> to the intellect without discipline. I object to power without constructive purpose. Oh, Mr. Spock, you do have one saving grace after all. You're ill man. The human hat, no doubt. <laughs> Ah, uh, come, my little witness. Won't you dance with your sway? Give us some sprightly music, my dear girl. Well, I don't know how to play this. Of course you do. Elegant 
was ego. Never long wish. Is it ego? Or something else? The mirror. What about it? You noted yourself. You never get very far away from it. I suppose it could be a No, no. Kind of a machine to do this. A machine with the ability to turn energy into matter guided by thought waves. It would have a very complex memory bank. It would be extremely sophisticated. Like a computer, much more. Could the machine that maintains the environment in this immediate area be kept in this house? I think not. A device capable of keeping out this planet's natural atmosphere would be immense. That leaves me free. Free, Captain. If I'm not mistaken, Mr. Spark, I think I can turn his lights off at the source. Don't be too upset by what you see, gentlemen. After all, his actions are those of an immature, unbalanced mind. I overheard that remark, Captain. I'm afraid I'll have to dispense with you. You only heard part of the start. Oh. Yes, I want you to leave my crewmen alone. I want you to leave my crew women alone, too. You don't dance with them. I don't like it. Does it actually make you angry, Captain? Accepting his gifts, I... Why, I do believe that the dear Captain is jealous of I don't me. care what you believe. Just keep your hands off her. Oh, how curiously human. How wonderfully barbaric. I've had enough of your insulting attentions. Of course you have. After all, that's the root of the matter, isn't it? You fight for the attention, the admiration, the possession of wit. If it's fighting that you want, you may have it. How are you challenging me to a duel? If you have the courage. Oh, this is better than I planned. I shall not shirk in a fair of honor. Kirk's idea Just and like plan is in motion. So those... I know what they are. They're called rolling block pistols. I only know that because I've seen similar ones online. They're uh, they are very weird looking guns. Right. Captain. Smooth bore. Can't hit your target unless you're like point blank, and even then you might miss. Right. Stardate 2126.1 for the late report. The whole bridge crew are the unwilling guests of the creature who calls himself Trelane. We are weaponless, powerless, and our only hope of escape with the Enterprise lies in playing his games. I've decided to make my move with the Field of Honor game, and everything depends on my one chance with the ancient dueling pistol. Oh, how fascinating. I'm party to an actual human duel. Are you ready? Quite ready, sir. We shall test each other's courage, and then... <laughs> and then we shall see. Turn up, Clark. Let's get on with it. As you will, sir. Honor will be served. Oh, wait. As the one challenge, I claim the first shot. We shoot together. It's my game and my rules. But you need to be persuaded. <laughs> Thank you. 
Subspace interference is clearing. Try to contact the ship. That remarkable treachery of the species. Come on, man, look at it. It's over. Your power is blanked out to finish. You burn my wrath. Go back. Go back to your ship. All of you. There. You're all dead men. You especially, Captain. Everyone, we're getting out of here now. This is the Captain. Commence beaming up. Maximum speed. Full power acceleration from all the Mr. Scott. The full power, sir. Emergency war at the earliest possible moment, sir. Standing by the watch. Shall I make a clear report to space speed command, sir? Not yet. They may trace our beam. Wait until we're well out of range. Then we know what his range is, then. We can take an educated guess at the point we first entered the solar system. Still no sign of pursuit. Instruments clear, sir. Good. <laughs> She's still in the dress. May I take a moment to change? Yes, I think you might. Turn in your glass slippers, the ball is over. Gladly, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe it. Never happened. Captain, we're about to work. Where's body you have? Collision course. Arch Mr. Sue. So what's going on here is Trelane is trying to take the planet and ram it into the Enterprise. Right. Why not Gothos, Captain? Gothos? Mr. Sewer, we can go in, sir. No, sir. All instruments show on course. Gothos again, Captain. I know the sewer. Captain Mousegig. With us as the mouse. There it is again, dead ahead. 90 degrees to stop her, Mr. Sewer. There you get. Ninety degrees southport, Mr. Silo. Adjust. Turn completed. And still accelerating toward the planet. Or it toward us. Accelerating to orbit. Prepare transporter room. Captain. Not now. Yes, I am, Dr. McCoy. I am going to see our playful Mr. Trelane. And whatever it takes to make him give up our ship. Stand by communications. Mr. Spark, if you don't receive a message from me within the hour, leave the vicinity at once. No turning back. Stepped into the transport room and now Sonny's on Gothos. The prisoner may approach the bench. Attempt at demonstrations will weigh against you with a court. And this time my instrumentality is unbreakable. 
noose. I've had enough of your games, of the absurdity of these inferior beings. And now, Captain James Kirk, you stand accused of the high crime of treason against the superior authority, conspiracy, and the attempt to foment insurrection. How do you plead? I haven't come to plead in your court, Trelane. I warn you, anything you might say has already been taken down in evidence against you. I've come for one purpose, to get back my ship. Irrelevant. We've made you angry with our will to survive. Uncalled for. Then vent your anger on me alone. I was the one that led the others. I was the one that shot out your mirror machine. And did you really think that was the only medium of instrumentality at my command? I took that chance. I'm willing to pay the price for chancing wrong. Oh, then you do admit to the charge. Yes, anything. Just allow the Enterprise to continue its journey. Ah. Pompous. Immaterial. Those people have done you no harm. Inadmissible. We're living beings, not playthings for your amusement. Silence. This trial is over. You are guilty. On all counts, you are guilty. And according to your own laws, this court has no choice in fixing punishment. You will hang by the neck, Captain, until you are dead, dead, dead. Oh boy, Kirk did it now. Captain's log, stardate 2126.3. First officer Spock reporting. Still no word from Captain Kirk on the surface below us. Waiting time is almost up. I will soon be forced to attempt departure as per instructions. Until a moment ago, I didn't think it possible. But it was. I did it. I was angry. I actually experienced genuine rage. This experiment has been successful. I'm glad you weren't disappointed. Why, Captain, you're still angry. Would that I could have sustained that moment. Oh, no matter. Do you have a last request? Trelane, if you think I'm going to cheerfully and obediently stick my head in that noose, you still haven't learned. You have no choice. There's always a choice. Oh, this is becoming quite tiresome. It's also very easy. What's your problem, Trillian? Everything is easy. It's giving you a bad habit. Not aware of it, but you have it. Hey, you don't think, Trillian, that's your problem. You miss opportunity, like your anger, or mine, right now. Oh, you enjoy it. But you couldn't have accomplished it without me. And you know why? Because you're a bumbling, inept fool. Take care now. Here you have an opportunity to experience something really unique. And you waste it. If you want to commit murder, go ahead. But where's the sport in a simple hanging? Sport. Yes. Terror of murder. The suspense of fun. Oh, I'm intrigued. Go ahead, Captain. What do you suggest? Personal conflict between us. Not like with you, 
the state a human life mine <laughs> yes yes that's the idea oh and then you approve yes but you can do better than that there's still not enough support for just killing me with the soap I know that will be dull we'll have to have something more fanciful you see a royal hunt, predator against predator. Now you may go hide in the forest anywhere you like, and I shall see. How does that strike you, Captain? Strikes me very well. But you'll have to make it worth my while for me. Why not up the stakes? The stakes? Yes. While we're playing our game. Free my ship, let it continue on its way. In return, I'll give you a contest you'll remember. Always back to your ship. Well, if it will add spice to the pursuit, I accept your terms, Captain. Remember, you must try not to let me find you too quickly. Let me notify the Enterprise that it can go. At your convenience. Enterprise. Enterprise is a skirt, can you hear me? Get the ship away as fast as you can. I'll try and give you the time you need. Can you hear me? Come down. Touche, Captain Touche. I must confess right. you scored first. But after all, I never played this game before. And now let's have at it again.
in my mind, putting up those fences, Trelane cheated. You made a noble fight of it, Captain. Remember, Trelane, you promised to let my ship go. Such sport. I must fetch all the others back to plan. So this is victory. That's a sweet taste. Down, Captain. On your knees. You haven't won, Trelane. I have. I could run you through. You haven't won anything. On your knees, Captain! No! Does it still taste as sweet? I order you. You've been beaten! I'm not defeated. I order you! I order you! You broke it! You broke my sword! You've got a lot to learn about winning, Colleen. You dare to defy me! In fact, you've got a lot to learn about everything, haven't you? I'll fix you for that! You cheated! You haven't played the game right! I'll show you! Trelane! Uh-oh. No! No! You said I could have this planet to my very own. This has gone far enough. You're always stopping when I'm having fun. You're disobedient and cruel. We've told you before. It's time to come in now, Trelane. But I don't want to come in, and I won't. I'm a general, and I won't listen to you. Enough, Trillane. Come along. Why? I didn't do anything wrong. I was just playing. We said, come along. But I haven't finished studying my predators yet. This is not studying them. If you cannot take proper care of your pets, you cannot have them at all. But I was winning. I was winning. They're beating Trillane. Have spirit, they're superior. No, no, you saw. You'll grow up, Trinity. You'll understand. Now come along. Oh, but you said I could. You promised. I never had any fun. Stop that nonsense at once, or you'll not be permitted to make any more plans. Oh, but you saw. I was winning. I would have won. Uh, no, Trillian. No, Trillian. I would have. I would have. I would. I would. I would. I would. I would. And there goes Trillian. We regret that the life paths of your soul right? and your companions have been disturbed. Who are you? Who is Trillian? You must forgive our child. The fault is ours for indulging him too much. He will be punished. We would not have let him intercept you had we realized your vulnerability. Forgive us, Captain. We will maintain your life support conditions while you return to your ship. Please accept our apologies. Captain to Enterprise. Captain to Enterprise. Captain, we're receiving you. Beam me up, Mr. Spark. We're free to go. Warping down, Captain. I'll walk back and forth. Coach channel's clear, Captain. Colony Beta 6 clears us for normal approach, sir. Normal forward approach procedures, Mr. Sewell. Captain, Mr. Spock's still thinking about Trelane, is it? For the record, Captain, 
how do we describe it? Pure mentality, force of intellect, embodied energy, super being. He must be classified, sir. God of war, let's try. Well, I hardly find that fitting. Then a small boy. And a very naughty one, then. It will make a strange entry in the library banks. But then he was a very strange small boy. On the other hand, he was probably <laughs> doing things comparable to the same mischievous pranks you played when you were a boy. Mischievous pranks, Captain? Yes. Dipping little girls' curls in inkwell, stealing apples from neighbors' trees, tying cans on... Forgive me. This is fine. I should have known better. I should be delighted, Captain. <laughs> Only Captain Kirk. And that's the end. So, Vicky, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. Okay. What do you give it for a rating? I give it a seven. Okay. Because this is the first time we ever see the Q, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Okay. So who do you think this episode hinged on? Jelaine, Spock, Kirk, Zulu, the girls, Doctor. Who was the other guy that was down there? Giselle and uh, Geologist List. Alright. I have to agree with that. So what I found interesting was some of the different things that were in Trelane's place. Right. Um, And if you notice, the the crocodile on the wall had two like dangly things from his chin. Yes. So it wasn't from Earth, which I find kind of funny. So, Vicky, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? No. Okay, I guess until the next time, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye.